Blessed Sunday, everybody. I hope you're all having a slow and leisurely day. Sundays are probably my favorite day of the week. Um, I don't know if it's ingrained in me because I grew up in a religious household. So like Baptist Christian. And so like Sundays, you went to church um, and you kind of took it easy. Like you, you're not supposed to work too hard on Sundays. Now, the reason for that is, I think, because you're supposed to be like praising God the entire day. My family didn't do that. Like we went to church, but (laughs) we weren't um, like expected to do more than that. However, my childhood best friend, her family was like Dutch Christian and extremely strict. Like they weren't allowed to have fun on Sundays. (laughs) I remember feeling so bad for her. Like literally she wasn't allowed to go to the movies with me um, because it was Sunday and it was God's day. Anyways, I digress. Um, That should be probably the name of this podcast, honestly. Anyways, I digress. (laughs) But I feel like the Pisces Perspective podcast, it's the Pisces Perspective. You have to expect some rambling in there. Anyways, I love Sundays. I like taking them slow and easy and prioritizing rest. And I think that's a really nice thing to do. And it it doesn't have to be Sunday. But if you pick one day of the week where you're like, hey, today above all, um, and you're not going to succeed, of course, the same day every week, obviously. Um, But where you just go like, hey, I'm prioritizing rest this day, like, and whether And whatever rest looks like for you. I mean, what rest looks like for me is a fairly active rest. Like for me, I'm still doing something. Um, Like today I'm planting my seedlings. I am, you know, puttering around, cleaning up the house. I find those things relaxing. So to me, that is rest. But it can look different for everybody, right? But just prioritizing that is something that's really great to do um, or to try and do once a week. Now, I wasn't actually planning on recording right now, but Astrid is taking a very long nap. She's been asleep for like an hour, which for her is a really long nap. Her naps are generally like 20 to 30 minutes. And that's like it. But she does sleep pretty well, at least currently. She sleeps pretty well through the night, although I'm sure there's some sort of growth spurt or sleep regression um, coming up soon. But I thought I'd seize the moment and record. So lots has been going on lately. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw I got married slash hand fasted um, last Saturday, which was my 34th birthday, February 18th. And it was the best day ever. (laughs) Like, honestly, it was wonderful. We eloped at home. Um... And just what an incredible, like, it was just such an incredible experience to plan something that is, like, for the two of you, for your family, for your partnership, um, your unit, like, where you really are doing exactly what you want and everyone really supporting that. Like, my vendors were so amazing. Um, Every single one of them just the flexibility, the generosity, um, 
the communication, the support, and I am like the worst at getting back to people. The worst. Um, I've always been bad, but I've definitely become worse since having a baby. Uh, I just genuinely forget. (laughs) But anyways, wonderful day. I couldn't have asked for anything more special. Um, and yeah, I'll probably post more photos over on the gram at some point because of course, um, my girl, Danielle Arnold, she did the photos and like her work is always just so beautiful. My friend, um, sister Megs Emerson, uh, she married us and hand fasted us. So that was also incredibly special. She did such a beautiful job and really just chose all the right words and set the right tone. Um, she grounded um, Quinn and I before we like entered and got married, like just privately. And it was just really, really, really special. I'll probably do an episode, I think, on hand fasting at some point because I do get a lot of, I have the past few days gotten a lot of questions about that. Um, But I'm not going to spend today talking about that. But uh, yeah, so that happened. It was amazing. Very, very blessed. Now, because I didn't plan on recording an episode today, I don't really have anything prepared. (laughs) So I thought we would just do some chill Sunday tarot or oracle. I haven't even chosen a deck yet, but that's just kind of what I'm feeling. You know, astrology, um, weather-wise, we had that beautiful new moon in Pisces, which was the day after my wedding, the light, I felt it already. Like I felt that energy so much at our wedding. And and that was the intent. I mean, it was the, <laughs> the most Piscean wedding you could probably get. Um, you know, sun and moon in Pisces. <laughs> it's just uh, very, very appropriate. Um, and the energy was really lovely, albeit deep, right? And sometimes when we come out of like really deep healing energy like that, because that is incredible, like Pisces energy is so incredibly healing. And that new moon in Pisces was just gorgeous and took us to such great depths. But sometimes after that, we need a rest, right? Like almost sometimes it's like hibernation to heal or rest to digest, like that kind of idea. And we were talking about that in my yoga class yesterday um, because I'm taking my yoga teacher training. And the idea that a lot of people are really surprised that when they practice, practice restorative yoga, it actually aids more in weight loss than even doing cardio. And a lot of people are really shocked by that. To me, it makes perfect sense. And I do have to say, I have noticed in my own life that when I do give my body time to rest and I'm not overextending her and like I'm nourishing in all the right ways, like that's actually when I'm at, I would say like a, my healthiest weight, I guess. Like I don't really try to like, I don't control my weight in any way. I wouldn't say, or I don't make any efforts to, like nothing I do is about that. Sorry, knocked over my breast. (laughs) Um, But 
it is just an observation, like it's a fact. And that's, that just makes sense to me because when the body, the body holds on to things, right? Like the body keeps score. And sometimes when we're going through like trauma or we are repressing something or, you know, not dealing with something, the body holds on to it. It goes into survival mode, right? Like it kind of comes down to that fight or flight. So because we're trying to survive, the body is like quite literally holding on to everything. And that can be energetically, but it can also be quite literally like physically. And then when we heal, we shed that energy. Now, um, to heal, we need rest. When does the body do its, you know, deepest healing worth in that place of rest? Now, that rest, I also want to state, doesn't always have to equal sleep. It is proven that like uh, doing, what is it? I, I'm not quoting this exactly correctly, but it is like straight out of my class yesterday. Um 20 minutes of uh, like pranayama breathing, I think it was, equals four hours of REM sleep. So how cool is that, right? You, If you are intentional, you can give your body those healing moments. Um, and it's really, really important to rest and heal so that you can come back rejuvenated. Like, And I guess like that is such a Piscean theme is retreat, right? Pisces people or Pisces energy really requires seclusion. And that is, to me, like, it's so important. (laughs) I need time completely alone. I, I need it. It is like vital to my health. And that doesn't reflect on anybody else in my life. It has nothing to do with anybody else in my life. It has to do with me and needing that unplug because Pisces energy is so empathic. It's so sensitive. It's so sponge-like that you do actually need to prioritize quite a deliberate unplugging or retreat in order to replenish. Now, yes, that's Pisces energy, Pisces placements, heavy Pisces placement. People need that more than others, but everybody needs that, in my opinion, at the end of the day. And um, because that's when we can achieve true reflection and true healing. And, you know, full disclosure, I went to bed at like 8.30 last night. I, because it's the time of year where it's pitch black at that time of day, uh, here in Ontario, I was like, oh my God, it has to be like 10.30 or 11. And I looked at the clock and I was like, oh, 8.30. Okay, rock star. I like just went to bed. I was like, that's what I need. Like I just, I was exhausted on every level. And I just gave myself permission to have that, to let myself have that rest, which sounds simple. Some people are really good at that. My partner is Sagittarius. 
Um, he's very good at that. And he really helps me balance out sometimes and like just do like let myself just do whatever I feel like doing as opposed to what I think I should be doing. Um, so yeah, it it's very, very important. Give it to yourself. Now we're going to dive right into the tarot because I feel like Astrid's going to wake up soon. <laughs> um, or sorry, we're going to do Oracle actually. Reason being all my tarot decks are downstairs because I actually had tarot cards placed out everywhere um, at the wedding and I haven't put them away yet. But I'm super excited because I just got a new Oracle deck a little while ago that I haven't had a chance to use yet. So we're breaking it in right now. It is called Anatomy of a Witch Oracle, and it's cards for the body, mind, and spirit. This is by Laura Tempest Zakroff. Um, so I'm just shuffling the cards here. We're going to do three cards. So the question we're going to be asking the cards is how can you help facilitate the healing and renewal um, or rejuvenation, replenishment that you need in your life? And I'm going to get you to think of cards. One, two, or three. I can hear Astrid in the background slowly waking. So I'm going to have to do this maybe perhaps a little bit quicker. But oh my God, the art on these this deck is like absolutely stunning. Um, I'll have to link it in the show notes. Okay, so here we go. Okay, let's see here. One. Oh, how this is this art is so nice, y'all. Okay, so if you picked card number one, we're gonna I'm gonna read right from the book at this point, just because I haven't worked with this deck before. This is the first time. So just full disclosure, I'm literally gonna read right from the guidebook here. So again, we're asking, how can you facilitate the most healing for yourself or rejuvenation at this point or rest? And if you picked card number one, the card is called a line and it's really beautiful. It has three cauldrons and it looks like this kind of swirling mist. It's like white mist is going up and through each one. And the description of this card in the book is three cauldrons dance before us moved by spirit. They represent the metaphorical vessels as described in the Irish poem known as the cauldron of posy. At the bottom, we find the cauldron of warming followed by the cauldron of motion in the center and the cauldron of wisdom on top. So what we want to consider when we get this card is the cauldron of warming connects us to the most primal, instinctual, animal part of ourselves, as well as our basic health and physical well-being. Okay, so this is quite, if you picked card number one, you quite literally need some physical care and rest right now. The cauldron of motion fuels the passion that inspires us and moves us through life. And the cauldron of wisdom relates to our spiritual development, interconnectivity, and greater wisdom. Remember, all is um, 
connected, right? So part of our challenge as embodied beings is tending to our internal cauldrons, balancing them, aligning them for our best well-being. Working with these metaphysical cauldrons can have very real and powerful effects on our bodies. They help us engage with aspects of ourselves that we tend to overlook or ignore. So keywords connected to this card are coordinate, regulate, and synergy. So to me, that's really speaking to making sure you have like health on all levels. So sorry, physical, spiritual, mental, emotional health. Remember everyone, while they are all separate, they also are all connected. So in order for them all, like for one to be healthy, all the others have to be in a healthy place as well, uh, or to be operating in the best, um, best way. Now, if you picked card number two, this card is called the witch's braid or the witch braid, pardon me. And this is really beautiful. It's a braid of, it looks like hair and it has beautiful like feathers and bells and ribbons in it. So things to consider with this card is that braids bring together disparate elements to create something new and unified. So a witch ladder is a traditional folk magic practice where a spell is constructed from knotted cord or braided hair. So I'm sure you've heard about, for example, cord spells um, would be one of those things. Charms, feathers, and other items are knotted or braided in with like very specific magical intentions to create a cord. The number of knots, braided elements, and charms varies depending on the tradition and purpose. With three, nine, and 13 knots being the most commonly used. In some traditions, every knot stores power, holding the spell until it might need to be undone. Our desire to braid a knot can also reflect our need to control a situation. Sometimes we just need to let our hair down, be free and loose, and let go of the need to control. So, keywords connected with this card are intertwine, weave, and hold fast. So that's really interesting as well, because I see that similar to the three cauldrons and the idea that this is a bunch of separate things coming together. But how this is different is this is kind of about creating something new. Also, I see it as a a need to let go of control right? In order to heal. Sometimes in healing, we have to accept that we're never going to be able to control other people's actions. And that sounds simple, but it's not. We know that, right? I mean, I know that I have a hard time with that one. I don't know if you guys do, but I really, really do. That card definitely speaks to me. Um, Now, card number three, This is another witch card, but this is the witch's heart. And I love this card. It's a large eye kind of gazes calmly at us from the center of an actual anatomical human heart. And at the base of the heart, blood vessels surround seven spheres that represent the lunar cycle. So this is like a really stunning, uh, very, very stunning image. And I'm going to post like the photo for this episode over on the Instagram page. So at the Pisces Perspective podcast. Um, I'll post images of these so you can see. So this is card number three. So the witch heart sets the pulse 
for our practice, awakening our emotions and granting us vision to direct the path ahead of us. It asks us to think about not only what stirs us into motion, but also what keeps us moving. So ritual is the realm of the witch heart, helping us find the rhythm in the big moments as well as everything in between. So think about how time and pattern are essential for establishing rhythm, day or night, simple or complex, lunar or solar, regular or spontaneous. We tend to think of ritual as being for the big dramatic moments in life, but daily practice is built on the strength of small moments. So keywords are ritual, pattern, and rhythm. And damn, guys, is that not so true? Like, I also really, really feel this card because, like, a lot of people think for something to be meaningful, it has to be big. And, for example, Quinn and I's wedding was really, really small. And it was, like, the most meaningful thing I've done in my life aside from birth my, like, the decision to have my daughter. So, you know, both of those are huge things. But for me, and this is just my experience, like, and how I feel it resonating with the card, I, like, so I want to use it as, as an, just an example. Like, for me, the two biggest moments in my life were celebrated in really small ways. Like I had my daughter um, at home and with, you know, as few people involved as possible. And that's also how we got married. So, yeah, I love this, this idea. And also, I really like feel this, this card's very connected to like the sixth house. In the Zodiac wheel, at least that's how I'm kind of seeing it. And the way that, yes, great things are built on many small things, right? Great achievements are built on so many small wins. And it can be really healing to realize that, like, we win all the time. We just don't always see it, right? We don't always recognize it because sometimes our expectations of what a win looks like is completely different than what it actually looks like. Anyways, Astrid is awake. My time is up. Um, So I'm going to wrap this up real fast. Uh, Thank you for listening. If you feel so inclined to leave a review or rate five stars, that does help me out a lot. And I do really appreciate it. You can find me over on Instagram at the Pisces Perspective Podcast and at Amber Energy Services. And my website is amberenergyservices.com. I am accepting bookings at this time. However, I am booking about five to six weeks out. um, So please keep that in mind. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And again, thanks so much for listening.